actress Katherine Heigl, a passionate animal advocate who has saved over 16,000 dogs, says she's been seeing more issues with dogs' joints, odors, and health than ever before. She believes there's a link between canine health and diet. After extensive research, she developed Superfood Complete, a dog food pack with over 30 wholesome ingredients, including superfoods beneficial for your furry friend. Superfood Complete isn't just about deliciousness, though dogs love the taste. It's about supporting overall well-being. In addition to providing a healthy option for your pet, Badlands Ranch, the maker of Superfood Complete, also supports the Jason DeBus Heigl Foundation, which helps rescue countless dogs and find them loving homes. Dogs across America are trying this food and loving it. Go to BadlandsRanch.com slash MC901 and order right now to get up to 50% off your regular priced order with a 90-day money-back guarantee. If you want your dog to experience all these incredible things, go to BadlandsRanch.com slash MC901 today. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. In the job of a 911 dispatcher, we have to keep calm no matter what the situation. But we're human. We can get rattled and flustered. We work at odd times. Sometimes we work so hard and for so long, we're just worn slap out. So when a big situation comes in, we have to stay in gear, keep our head on straight, and always make the best decisions for the callers as well as the responders. But what happens if the caller is the suspect? What if he or she confesses to something unimaginable? We still have to do our job. We might have to shift gears a bit, but we still have to keep everything in line. In this episode, we're going to hear the voice of a killer. We'll hear someone who was just killed right before they picked up the phone to call 911. This is one of those episodes that's pretty shocking to listen to. Calls are bad. The details may be worse. So you may want to jump over to another show if you can't handle those hard details. Oh, and I know the title of this episode is The Voice of a Killer, but really it's The Voice of Two. We have two different calls like this on the episode. Final warning. This is going to get funky. I'm Dylan Pearson, and I just killed two people. Who did you kill? Uh, Matthew Nagel and, uh, and, uh, mm, Mrs. Nagel. 
I guess. Okay, and where are you at right now? I am at uh, 21, no, 2901 North K Street. And how did you kill them? Vancouver, with a knife. Are they there too? Um, not anymore. Where are they at? Uh, well, they're, they're here physically, but they're not here, uh, yeah, spiritually. Their, their bodies are there? Yeah. Who are they to you? Who are they to me? Uh-huh. No one. What's your name? My name's Dylan Peterson. Peterson? What's yeah. your first name? Joan? No, Joan Peterson. Joan, D-O-A-N? What? How do you spell your first name? How do I spell my first Dylan. Dylan. Yeah. And what's your middle initial, Dylan? R. And your date of birth? Come on, I just killed two people. What's your date of birth, Dylan? Come on. Dylan, it's, how old are you? Uh, just, uh, the lights on. Get them here. Okay, where are you at in the house? At the front door. Where's the knife at? Where's the knife at? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay, Dylan, tell me where the knife is at. You know where it's at. No. The knife? I'll look for it. No, I don't want you to get it. I want you to tell me where it's at in the house. I'm... I'm um, no, I okay, killed well, two people. It's awful. Why did you kill them? Why? Uh-huh. Why? Oh. Do you live there? No. Okay. How did you get into their house? They let me in. Okay. Really? No. Come on. I killed two people. I, under, I understand that, Don. You got that? Yes. I killed two people. I okay. killed them. Why did you kill them? Why? Yes. Because. Because why? Because I was born to. Oh. Vancouver K Street. There's an orange Camaro outside. There's a red neon, you know, somewhere near... Is the Camaro yours? No. 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 Okay. You've got to be kidding me. Okay. What type of I car do you have? Easy. I would have done it sooner. Do you realize that? What type of car do you have, Where's Dylan? Nice. I don't drive. Come okay. on. Give me a break. Where do you live at? Oh, awful. Awful. It's terrible. I call 911 and... There's no cops here. Okay, we're... I, I gave you the street, the cross street. I gave you everything. And and there are two people dead, and it's bloody, and it's gross. Okay, how long ago did you do this? After I knew both of them were dead? No. How long ago did that happen? Are you sure that they're how dead? How long ago? Yes. <laughs> oh, poor Sammy just stopped breathing. Poor Sandy, just stop breathing. Okay. Poor Sandy. Poor Is anybody Sandy. else there with you? No. No, there's not. But there's a ton of blood. 
Oh, Are you still by the front door? Um, no, but the front door is open. The front door is open? Yeah. The okay. dog's outside. Where are you at in the house? By the front door. It's not a big apartment. Okay. It's not a big apartment. i outside with blood all over myself. Are you inside or outside right now? I'm outside. I'm uh, I'm in the doorway, talking to you, okay. looking at the trellis that is uh that is toppled over. Yeah, no, I killed two people with a knife. Okay. I killed two people with a knife. You know what that takes? It takes a lot. Awful. It's terrible. It's awful. Okay, do you know where the knife is right now? Where? No. Do you have it on you? No. Okay. No. I killed him and I lost it. You think I'm shitting you? You really think I'm shitting you? No, I believe uh, you, Dylan. I believe you. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. No. Dad, it's terrible. Terrible. I killed okay. them. Do you know those people, or you just picked that house? Everything comes to an end, right? Everything. I killed two fucking people. I killed them. I can't believe I killed them, but I did. I killed them. I killed them both. It was me. Yeah, there's blood everywhere. There was a fight. It was terrible. What happened? They let you in and you uh, had a fight with them? There are, there are lifeless bodies here. Did you go there with mm. the intention to kill them, Dylan? Oh. Hmm. What, the intention? Oh, I think they're here. I think the cops are here. They want you to stay on the phone. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, the cops are here. Doug's barking. The cops are here. Okay. <sighs> yeah, they're here. All right. Okay, stay on the phone until I tell you no, it's, it's okay fine. to hang up, okay? The cops are here. <laughs> they're here. Yeah, no. Oh. Man. Ah. Are you still in the doorway? No. Where are you at now? I'm waiting for the cops. I know you're waiting for the cops. I know I'm waiting for the cops. Are you inside or outside? Oh. Shit. It was me. It was all me. The massacre. Disgusting. No, Dylan, stop. That's what they said. No, Dylan, stop. No. No. I saw the knife. I saw the knife months ago. I saw the knife. Oh. Yeah. Mm. My goodness. The a talented boy. Right here. And his sick mother. Oh. There were a ton of people here. They were 
ton of people here. When this happened, there were a ton of people there? No. Oh, okay. No. No, there wasn't. Come on. This is not a joke. This is not a joke. I'm talking to you. I'm staying on the phone. Yeah, I understand it's not a joke. Yeah. There's nobody here. Yeah. No. Is that your dog that's there? They're here. Yeah, that's... That's the dog. Is it your dog? Do you know what its name is? Uh, it's Daisy. Daisy? Mm-hmm. What type Daisy. of dog is it? Daisy. It's a, it's a black lab. Okay. Where is it at right now? Is it outside or inside? Oh, they're here. All right. Okay. Make sure your hands are visible. I will. If they go, well, you don't... I have a bloody hand. Okay. Make sure they're up and visible. Okay, go ahead and go out, Dylan. dispatcher on this call this is what i was talking about at the very first of the episode this caller was saying that he just killed two people with a knife even with his confession and him getting annoyed by the response time she still kept her cool and managed to get all the details from the murderer the dispatcher kept all aspects in mind she went from just talking to a normal caller to someone who was talking to a suspect and changed roles from just a dispatcher almost into an investigator. She got details past what you would normally get. Scene safety was addressed. She asked several times where the knife was, if it was still on him, and where he, the killer, is. Asked a number of other questions. Why did you do this? Did you know these people? Imagine being on the phone with this guy. Most people would find it near impossible not to, at a minimum, just straight cuss someone who just killed somebody like this. I know that I would want to. 
you can hear the dispatcher staying on the line when the police actually get there too. She tells the suspect correctly to show his hands, keep him up in the air, that type of thing. And also when to go out to the officers, you hear the officers in the background, giving orders and taking the suspect into custody. And on bigger calls like this, I also like to try to stay on the phone a little bit longer just to try to get a little bit more details, just like the dispatcher did in this call. Just so long as the other calls are not backing up. I did cut out a couple of minutes of silence there towards the end of the call, but I did bring it back there at the end. You could hear someone screaming. I couldn't find any documentation anywhere as to what that was. I guess it could have been the suspect or maybe a family member showed up or a friend and they just saw what happened. On top of just being very clinical sounding, this dispatcher did one thing I believe that was really, really great. She didn't give the killer a reaction. Something you could really tell that he was desperately wanting. He wanted immediately after killing people to get a reaction of some sort. Shock, disgust, whatever. He wanted that so badly, but she didn't give it to him. Congrats to that dispatcher on doing a great job on this call. This happened in Vancouver, Washington, in a duplex apartment on K Street in a neighborhood called Rose Village. Police arrived at the scene and did indeed find two people murdered inside. The victims were a 15-year-old by the name of Matthew Nagel and his mother, who was 45 years old, Sandra Terrell. Details are kind of scattered, but from the research I was able to do, it seems like the killer was roommates with the older brother of the 15-year-old victim, as well as the father. Their father went out of town, and the mother, Sandra, had come to visit her son, spent some time with him. The mother and father were no longer together. Dylan stabbed the 15-year-old in the neck while he slept. Unsure more about the details as to when and how the mother was stabbed, but in the call you could hear Dylan say, I made sure they were dead before I called. Peterson was also found in possession of cocaine, and he was, on top of that, more than two times the legal limit, drunk. Dylan Peterson, 25 years old at the time this happened, pleaded guilty to two counts of first-degree murder, in exchange for removing the charge of aggravated murder, which meant no death penalty. He was sentenced to 57 years in prison. Something like this, I don't think he should have ever get out of prison. I truly hope he never gets out. Catawba County, 911. Hi there. Um, I'd like to report something. Okay, what's wrong? Um, I took some pills and, um... The pills made me go mad, and um, I murdered uh, my roommate. You murdered your roommate? Yes. Where are you at? What's your address? 5209 Route Drive, Hickory, North Carolina. Okay, what do you mean you murdered your roommate? I shot him three times, and I used an axe and mutilated his body. Okay, where is your roommate now? Are you still in the house with him? Yes, I'm right here beside him. 
Okay, what's your name? Michael Anderson. Okay, Michael, what what did you take that made you do this? I took, uh, um, OD'd on Mucinex DM. Uh, the dexamorphine, um, makes me, uh, feel a little weird, and I took too many. Okay, what is your roommate's name? Uh, Stephen Starr. Okay. And you said you shot him? Yes. Okay, where is the gun at now? In my hand. In your hand? Yes. Okay, I need you to put the gun somewhere, okay? I don't know what to do now. What, listen, listen, I'm going to stay on the phone with you, okay? Oh, God, I don't know what to do now. Listen to me, I'm going to stay on the phone with you. What part of the house are you in? I'm in the master bedroom. Okay, where is your roommate at? He's in his bed. Okay, I want. Can you take the gun and put it down on the floor and go to like is the is the living room where the front door is? Uh, no. Okay, where's your front door at? What part of the house? Uh, right as you. Uh, as you walk out the uh, master bedroom, you turn right. Okay. Left. Okay. In the front door, right there. Okay. Can you lay the gun down on the floor? Uh, um. I don't want you to have the gun in your hand. Okay. Can you lay it down on the floor? Um. No. Okay, well, I'm going to help you, okay? But what I need you to do is put that gun down. Oh, Lord. Okay? I don't know why I did it. Okay, well, we're going to get you some help, okay? Uh, I stopped taking my meds for ADHD when I was, like, 17, but I didn't think it mattered. It was... Okay, that's okay. I'm going to help you, okay? I started getting real bad on drugs and stuff, and then, and then there's, I, I killed my roommate. I can't believe I just killed my roommate. My life is ruined. Okay, listen, I need you to put that gun down, okay? Okay. And I need you, can you put it on the floor? All right. Okay, are you on a, a, a cordless phone or a cell phone that you can walk around the house? Yes. Okay, I want you to go to the room that is where the front door is, okay? All right. Okay, what room is that? Is that a kitchen? What is it? It's kind of like a living room dining room. Okay, is there a place for you to sit down there? There's a chair right at the front door. Okay, I want you to sit down on that chair. I want you to tell me and promise me you do not have a gun or anything in your hand. No weapons. No, ma'am. Okay, all right. I want you to sit down on that chair, okay? Yes, ma'am. I'm going to get some help out there for you, all right? All right. Oh, and I'm in? Uh-huh. I'm um, just some things to his body that he don't want them to see. Okay, well, I've got you some help on the way out there, okay? You're not going to know who it is. Okay, I want you to stay on the phone with me till they get there, okay? okay. All right. To a mental hospital. Too. We're going to get you some help, all right? We're going to get you some help, I promise. Okay. Okay? <laughs> Just try to calm down. I think I'm having a panic attack. Okay, what Die. you need to do, take a deep breath. Die. Take a deep breath and calm down. Did you and your roommate get in an argument, or this just happened? Um, okay. We met at a, um, I went to a, um, 
I was straight and I wanted to go um, a sexual just to experiment and I went to a gay club and I met him and went to his house and he took me in and I turned straight again and he wanted to um, touch me and stuff and I wouldn't let him and he kept trying and I waited until he went to sleep and then I shot him three times and I mutilated him very badly. I'm sorry. Okay. All right. We're going we're gonna to get you some help, okay? Oh, God. Please help me. Do you have anybody else in the house with you? No, ma'am. Okay. Stay on the phone with me. Yes, ma'am. Okay? Yes, ma'am. Fifty two oh nine Ruth Drive. Fifty two oh nine. Okay, is this a house or a mobile home or it's a double wide. It's a double wide. Do you have any cars out in front? Um you'll go down a you'll turn out a church on a dirt road, you'll go down the dirt road. You'll go down to you turn and you'll turn in a dirt driveway. Um where there'll be a green truck. A green truck? Yeah, a, okay. a little green truck. And if you look in the window, it'll be manual. Okay. And then there'll be a yellow truck, and there'll be wood out there that I was chopping. Okay. I'm sorry, man, but the axe is inside his stomach. Okay, I want you to stay on the phone with me, but you say you, you do not have any weapons with you, correct? No, ma'am. Okay, I just don't want you to have any weapons in your hands, okay? Uh, yes, ma'am. All right. I'm sorry to ruin your night, ma'am. To what? I'm sorry to ruin your night. You're you're fine. We're gonna get you some help, okay? I've got blood all over my hands. Okay. I, I want you to just, just I want you to stay where you are, okay? Just stay sitting in the chair, take some deep breaths, we got you some help on the way. Here comes the police forward. Okay, listen to me, listen to me. Yeah. Listen to me. Tell me again you do not have a gun or anything in your hands. No ma'am. Okay, all right, I want you to stay on the phone till I tell you what to do, okay? Yes, ma'am. Do not go outside till I tell you to. This one, damn. There was so much going on in this call. While still a murder, it seemed a very different circumstance than the first one. Yeah, they were seemingly both under the influence, but this call, he seemed at least to have some sort of remorse for what he did. Not that it was any good what he did at all, though. The dispatcher in this was not only very efficient at getting all the details of what happened, she let him talk. She let him tell in his own words what happened. It seemed like she also took almost like a motherly role in telling him what to do. He reacted the same way, saying yes, ma'am, several times. It did a couple times sound like a mother talking to her child. The killer in this, 19-year-old Michael Joseph Anderson, as you could hear in the call, said he wanted to experiment in being bisexual. He went to a gay club a few days prior, met the victim, Stephen Starr, who was 36 years old at the time, and also who apparently that night invited Anderson to stay with him for a while at his house. Anderson stated in the call that Starr had made some further sexual advances after he had turned back straight. According to police, they found Anderson at the house, covered in blood, and found boxes of those Mucinex tablets he was talking about, with 19 of the pills missing. 
Anderson said some things in the call that were gruesome enough. Some things like, I did some things to his body you don't want to see, and you won't be able to recognize him. Later in the call, he said the axe was still in his stomach. The details released in the autopsy report painted a much more graphic picture of what happened. Let me start off this by saying that, and I know this sounds weird, but you'll likely understand once I get into the details, that the autopsy said that the cause of death was a gunshot wound to the head. I really hope this was the case because it would have likely been an an immediate death. The victim wouldn't have had to experience what happened next. The victim was shot a total of three times, once in the head and twice in the chest. All the stuff past that, it seems like, happened after he was already dead. Anderson did most of this that I'm about to talk about with an axe, but also had a knife. Was using that as well. And I know that I warned you early about the graphic details about this call. And in general, both the calls, what we listen to and everything, but these really are pretty gruesome details. Star was mutilated. Anderson took the axe and struck Star several times in the head. In the autopsy report, it stated, minimal brain tissue remains within the cranial vault. So from that, little of his head remained together at all. One of his arms was nearly cut off. He had a total of 17 stab wounds, ranging from 1 to 11 inches long. Six of the stab wounds were to his chest and abdomen. Four on his legs and seven on his arms. These likely done with a combo of the knife and the axe. And this was not including what was done to his head. In addition to this, the word Joker was carved in his chest area on the left side. On the right side, down a little bit lower, closer to his abdomen, a ballpoint pen was used to write the phrase, I'm fucking psycho, but the psycho was misspelled, S-Y-C-O. The killer's motive, as far as I know, is still relatively unknown to this day, other than the fact that he got high on this cough medicine and it made him have an LSD type of a trip that drove him to do this. He had no violent past, no previous criminal records. He spent years in foster homes after he was removed from his parental home at the age of seven because of various abuse claims. That neglect. He pled guilty to the charges of second-degree murder and very surprisingly, very surprisingly, he was only sentenced to 16 to 20 years in prison. I'm not sure the details past this as to how they'll decide if he gets released and when he's going to get released, if he's going to have a long probation afterwards, or what kind of stuff's going to happen past that, if anything. But I sincerely don't think that that's a long enough sentence for him to be locked up. I get that the influence of the medicine was likely the factor in this, but this wasn't some simple drive-by gangland shooting. This wasn't some crazed spouse shooting the other one 
you know, one time and ending their life. This guy killed someone that not only horribly mutilated the body past the point of being even recognizable, but also defaced the body by writing on it and carving in it. He should never be let out. This was beyond gruesome. There's got to be more to this murderer's mind than just taking too much cough medicine. As I said before, I'm just glad that the victim likely wasn't alive when all this happened. If you're liking Music City 911, be sure to tell some other folks about it. Family, friends, police officers, firefighters, and especially dispatchers. Word of mouth is the best way to pass along this show and every single recommendation helps. Follow the show on Facebook for updates at Music City 911 Pod and join the discussion group also on Facebook. It's literally called Music City 911 Podcast Discussion. I'm very sure that there's going to be some conversations about the craziness on this episode. If you want to up your wardrobe or some other items, head on over to teespring.com slash musiccity911 and pick up something. It really does help out the show. This is Music City 911, and I'm Brandon. Hope you all have a good one.